Hello, hello. Welcome to another Shedding Boys podcast. I am Professor X. And I'm Mikey B. And this match today was... Uh, <laughs> Snooze fest. It, it, I mean, not... Re- yes and no. It, yeah, it's a yes and no snooze fest. United, again, not trying to win. <laughs> no. Uh, not, not, not trying to win at all. Not at all. Their game plan was super simple. Let's put some young kids, we'll put some young bucks, and uh, we're just going to have them press. Like, that's all. We're just going to have them put pressure on Chelsea whenever Chelsea has the ball. Maybe they make a mistake. Maybe our team can outrun their players and then score. That was their game plan. That's the, it. That's they, it. They were really banking on the Bruno Fernandez penalty. That's what they, they bank on 100%. every week. And uh, the thing is, is we had 57% possession. Before the half, we had close to 80% possession in the first half. So oh, yeah. the first 45 minutes, we had almost 80% possession. And Man United really wasn't doing anything. They had maybe two to three chances this, this entire game. And it didn't look great for them. But for, for us, we're just not finishing. This so is 18 th- shots, six shots on target, three corners, and only one offside. We need to be able to put the ball in the back of the net. And that That's always the thing with the Premier League right now with, uh, with Chelsea is we're not... We're not finishers, and um, no, it's this is like what what I when I say it's a snooze fest, it's only a snooze fest in the last what what is this? Uh, Tuchel coined it the last twenty meters. Basically, that final third, we completely disengage and shut off. Like leading up to it, it's exciting football. We were out playing throughout the majority of this game. Chelsea were the dominant team. They were out playing, out working moving around, like, breaking people's ankles. Rudiger was running at players. Rudiger had a slalom run up into the penalty box. Like, Kovacic was... Kovacic looked like Ronaldinho. There was... <laughs> I, I just laugh when, when Rudiger basically pulled the FIFA and took it yes. from one... He went from one box to the other box. And he's a center back. And guys, you wanna you want further proof as to how I know Ollie is completely disengaged from reality? He like, smiled. Today on the Ollieverse, yeah. Or Ollie Vision. Rudiger does a slalom run. Almost breaks the deadlock. Just obliterating Manchester United's uh offensive line. Midfield line, defensive line, and Ollie's reaction is to laugh and clap in amusement. Like like he was happy. I was like, what? I also love the TV because there was one point of the game where uh, Dean James got shoved to the ground. <laughs> and all they do is run to a, uh, a video of Ollie just smiling and clapping. I'm like, that's your play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Ollie, like, are you... Are you secretly, are you secretly, try rooting against Manchester United? Is that why he said, like, guys, I shit you not. Towards the end of the game, again, one of the one of those few instances where Chelsea made a mistake and their young guns just blazed up the field. 
Daniel James just kicks the ball out of bounds. Yeah. Like, literally just stops running and just kicks the ball out of bounds. For a goal kick, too. <laughs> not for even for a throw. Like, for a goal kick. Yeah, I was just like, what the hell? Like, what? It, it, it just wasn't a good game. Uh, across the board, like, Chelsea, great job, possession. Uh, the players all call out. Uh, Mason Mount killed it today. Uh, Ngolo Conte killed it today. Um, Rudiger was doing amazing. Dang. Christensen played very well. Yeah. Um, Chilwell played very well. Those players played oh, their hearts on their sleeves. Um, issues. Kovacic, I don't know if he's being overplayed, but he didn't look like the same normal Kovacic. He learned. He there. looked burnt out. He looked he burnt looked, out. He yeah, couldn't make good decisions. He looked uh, slightly off. He made some good plays during the game, but not as many as he normally does. And then for um, for our, our front, like Drew had a chance to, to, to get it in the back of the net and just missed it by two inches. Yeah. So I, I love my boy Hakim, Hakim Ziyech, but I have to say like out and out, like who had atrocious – like I want to coin this. Who, who, who should have gotten Adoid or who should have gotten Hudson, you know, getting substituted out of the game prematurely? It would have been Hakim Ziyech. Like, his... When he... In this game, when he did not connect, he royally did not connect. Like, hudson Adoy and him were not on the same page. You know what it reminded me of? What? Golo Conte passes, like, from a month ago. Yeah, it was... It was... It was bad. It was atrocious beyond belief. Like, one zigs, the other one clearly zagged. They were just not on the same page. Uh... So the worst player of the day for me was Hakim Ziyech. I love the guy to death. I, I know he's got to shake some of that rust off. But I've been, I've been harking about this. I've been saying this, and it's starting to gain traction. Where are the goals going to come from? We have basically dried up. Now, our defense is looking solid. Like, looking solid. Like, what guys Christensen in this game Chris, he was Sam Fisher he was splinter cell like th- like the offensive player thought he had successfully sneaked in to the CIA warehouse to breach the codes but no 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 Andreas Christensen right behind Sam Fisher snap neck like he was doing work and t- not even 10 games in and I heard the words that I did not want to hear because this could start another vicious cycle in the Chelsea hate fest, which is Maurizio Asari. Maurizio Asari's name was uttered out in this match, and I was worried about that. The, the commentators, we need some drama. We need some narrative. They're picking up on something that I hoped they wouldn't, which is starting the comparisons with Sari. And Sari... Like, if you think the Frank Lampard saga was was toxic, like... Sorry was basically... Sorry was for, Wolf of Wall Street level bender. Like, after the third game, or bender. There, was, there was toxic. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was bad. It, it was... It was bad to the point that, like... Like, even the most respectful Chelsea fans, I would consider Mikey B and myself... We may be degenerates, but we're respectful when it comes to Chelsea. I 
even I, I mean, I wasn't going to spew out hate toward him, but I was like, he's got to go. He just does. And it wasn't because he was a bad manager. He just doesn't fit the system and he doesn't fit our ethos. So it just wasn't going to work. It was just a lot of lateral passes and Chelsea doesn't do well with lateral passes. And like today's game, they, they did the same thing. Lateral, lateral, pass it back. Lateral, lateral, pass it back. And one of the commentators made a, a comment during the game just like neither team is really trying to win the game. And that's that's kind of how I felt like Chelsea's midfield was trying to win the game. Just up front, they couldn't. Yeah. And then for for Man United, I think there was maybe Rashford <laughs> was trying to win the game. Fred was trying to win the game, but the rest of them were not. Uh, Bruno Fernandez was just trying to get penalties. Truth, guys, this is how this is how devoid of emotion that match was today. That when Mikey B made the comment, saying the commenter made a comment in my head, I just I did like a whole um, what is it, Doctor Strange? I had like one of those like meta spiritual moments. Looked down on myself and went. If a commentator is paid to comment, shouldn't the shouldn't the statement be the commentator did the job when he said? <laughs> <laughs> blah, I can't blah, always blah. say that. I can't always say that because a lot of the time their 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 comments aren't the the best. <laughs> no, but again, guys, and the reason why the reason why it's scary is like don't get me wrong, like Chelsea played. I'm, at the end of the day, I'm not angry because Chelsea played to actually win. Manchester United didn't. If, if we had to pick which fan should be the most upset at this performance, it Man has United. to be Man United. Yeah. Their team did not play to win. They haven't played to win any top six team. We were playing to genuinely win. We were apparently entering in Westview every single time. We like crossed over the penalty line and just forgot what we were supposed to do. But we were at least trying to penetrate the defenses and win the game. But we have Liverpool next. We have Everton after that. We, we have, have Leeds. Leeds. And then Atletico. Like, so it's a gauntlet. Now, don't get me wrong. At, at this podcast, we hold true on the Liverpool ain't as big as the hype that they had, right? But even with their more defenses, they are going to play us to win. They are not going to play us to lose. This will not be a Manchester United yeah, volume. Actually, dunk. all three of those teams will play us to win. Correct. Correct. Especially, especially Leeds because they only know how to move forward. And, and, and that's like a classic rivalry. So that that's going to be some proper some proper shit going get, on in that game. They need to get us back because we beat them at the beginning of the season. Yeah. The Bielsa squat. Let's go. Tuchel versus the but, Penguin. And then the re-meeting of uh, Ancelotti uh, in Everton. That's that's going to be a good game. The Atletico, I'm glad we're up on aggregate. But still, it's Atletico. They could come back. They could get their players back. Yeah. And then we never know. And after that, we finally get uh, a, a good matchup with Sheffield. A <laughs> good matchup, <laughs> little bottom of the barrel. But, like, <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. Like this, uh, the the month of March is very tough for us this uh, this season. But you need these tough games. If we can come away with uh, six points out of the next three games, 
or even seven points of the next three games, I'd be very happy. Yeah, me too. I mean, we're we're in an upward trajectory, so I'm not I'm not worried about that in that aspect. We this was a must win game because I know I want to cha- I want to challenge until the very last day that top spot. I still think that Chelsea could end up second. I mean, Chelsea in the Champions League. I, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I saw that game against Atletico, and that was that was the first time. I'm gonna be honest. That was the first time. I I started to believe in the secret, the the secret that Mike is is spewing into the universe, which is Chelsea will win the Champions League. Like I actually saw a glimmer where it could be possible, and I was just it like, fits "What?" Everything Chelsea because this is not our best squad. <laughs> no, not at all. And it, we could pull something out if we can beat Atletico. If we can beat Atletico, I don't think we uh, there's. Any team we can't beat doesn't mean that we can that they can't beat us. No, but it does mean that there's no team in the Champions League if we can beat Atletico's defense that we can't beat in the Champions League. True. Now, so so here's the question. Then here's the question: Is it the is it the players being burnt out? Is the players is it the system itself that is not productive to free scoring? Like what? What is it that you think is what's caused the goals to virtually just dry up? It's. I actually think it's uh, uh, two things. One, we were not scoring goals near the end of Frank's uh, tenure either. Uh, the confidence is at a low. Um, but I'm seeing slowly confidence start coming back. So... Again, Werner got his. Uh, he's, he's starting to do well in the uh, Premier League. Hudson had a shot today that, if that shot would have went in, <sighs> it would have been at least the goal of the month. Daddy got excited. Let's just let's just say, I saw that goal, that ball whip and like stamp itself right outside that left post, and I was like, da damn. That's why Bayern wanted Hudson Odoi. And then, like, with Tuchel, I don't know why he's not playing uh, Christian Pulisic as much as he, he was. Um, I think he's trying to make him a striker. I really do. I think he's trying... But if we're going for Holland, and we have a very high chance of getting Holland, why make Christian Pulisic a striker? Are you thinking about getting rid of Werner? Because that seems like the only, uh, only reason, because... Werner's gonna be a second striker if Holland's there. Yeah, I don't know, like, cause that's the thing. Like when he was at PSG, he he would use like Mbappe is usually used as a winger, but like under Tuchel, he was using him as a striker with Neymar on the left and and Edison Cavani on the right. So he's he's accustomed, or I, I'm used to seeing him play. Basically, in his book, like if you were a winger. And a striker, center forward, all those players are virtually the same to him. I feel like he thinks they should all do the same job. They can just be interchangeable there. Because their whole mindset should be to score. Whereas then the midfield is to orchestrate. Well, I don't I don't mind that mindset. I don't mind that at all either. The issue is, I, I think the reason why you're not seeing Pulisic and, and you're not seeing other players is that the, the, the choke point that is the midfield. Like... In this match alone, like to me, Zayic and um, 
Zayat and Kovacic just were not working. They weren't working in that system. Like, pop in two new players. Now you could have a Pulisic on the team. Now um, you could have a Havertz on the team. I, like, I, I, that that's where it's kind of tricky is because Kovacic, I think, I'm wondering if Kovacic plays better with Jorginho. I think he does. I just think we need the defense from Conte. Correct. Like this in uh, the next few games. But I also think that Jorginho plays better with Conte. If we're going to, if I think the Jorginho and Kovacic play better together regardless, but I think that Jorginho, if we're going to do the pairing, Jorginho plays better with Conte uh, compared to Kovacic with Conte. Oh. But if you want like a, a better defensive midfield, uh, especially down the center, then Kovacic Conte makes sense defensively. Right. And, and, and here's the thing when it comes to like what I was saying, like what solves the problem. Um, to me, the only way to solve the problem of the goal scoring is, is in all honesty, just to change the system altogether. But why I would argue not to do that is what Tuchel is doing, the way Chelsea is playing, the swagger that they do have. Yes, they looked brain dead, for lack of a better uh, like term, like in any goal-scoring opportunity. But leading up to it... It was master class. What Tuchel is doing at Chelsea is he's he's setting up like a Pep Guardiola uh, known for team. They're when they win, they're going to win beautiful. But aside from that, it could be a low scoring kind of gritty Urka goal. Like Man City does not win games like master class every single game. But when they do, it's like it's beautiful. I feel like that's what Tuchel is doing with their team because the it, problem is, is where we need we need one we need one guy that just wants to score. And I, when I say wants to score, he wants to score more than he wants to breathe. Oh. We need a, a another guy that's in all. That's Mason Mount. That is legitimately Mason Mount. That, that, he wants to win. He wants to, wants to win, to win the win. game. He'll do whatever. He was doing crossovers. Like he he was showing a level to his game that I love Frank Lampard. But we need a striker like that. We, we do. We do. Or have him play right behind the striker. This is the this is gonna be our issue. We had this issue back at the beginnings of the glory days of the of the Abramovich era, which is we had so much talent. You're like, how do you keep all this talent? That's the problem that Chelsea has right now. There, no one can argue that there is not talent on that team. Like even the substitutions that we made, we're not saying that they're not talented. We're like, oh, does that make sense? What I mean, the way the game is panning out, this, that, or the other. But it has nothing to do with their raw natural talent. Chelsea has it, and this is kind of like the nightmare. Is because if somebody's not playing, then we start getting rumors like Pulisic leaving to Bayern Munich or stuff like that. And it's like, uh, how do we fit it? You could inject an, an Eric Holland, but what he, what he needs to – what they need to know is come into the Premier League knowing that it is going to be more physical. 
it is physically demanding and fast. The, the thing with uh, Holland, the the thing with Holland is the same thing we would have got we got from Diego Costa. He doesn't care. I, that's the one player I'm not worried about coming into the Premier League. He does not care. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 excited. If, I mean, if we get him. I'm not going to say no to it. I mean, let's, like, let's be honest. Come like, on. The, even the pundits are saying this. When when Roman Abramovich wants something, he it's, it. it's really he rare he doesn't get it. up in here, man. And Roman Straight Abramovich up. very rarely <laughs> makes statements about players that he wants. But he's openly talked about Holland being... He doesn't want Holland to go to another team because... Holland should be a Chelsea player. Okay, here's the question. Let's. It's, this is going to be a new reoccurring theme right now. Whenever it pops up, because in my head today, Tuchel versus um, uh, Ollie looked like like um, the Riddler versus the Penguin. But Roman Abramovich, Lex Luthor or Kingpin? Who do you hmm. think he? Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Because he wants the best for Chelsea. He, he, that, that's the thing is, is Lex Luthor wanted the best for humanity. Kingpin just wanted the best for himself. That's true. And Abramovich wants the best for Chelsea. And Lex Luthor, like, he does believe in glory and he believes in, like, because he Correct. always, uh, he, because here's the thing, if you, if people have challenged me on this, but Lex Luthor could have easily have just leaned in to being a supervillain. But he always made sure that every everything that he did could never pan out against him. He was always still a hero in the public eye. So personal appearance is key for for Lex Luthor in there. So he does care what other people whatever other people think. And Roman Abramovich is the same way. I would agree. I, I think that Roman Abramovich is Lex Luthor uh, in this scenario in, in our uh, Premier League verse. <laughs> I, yeah, and we had, to be honest, this week uh, in games, the the Atletico win and the draw to United, I could take those. And I could take the, the dirty wins. Uh, going back to the Atletico game, I want to say, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss Giroud, and I hope we can get a trophy for Giroud before he leaves. Yeah. Yeah, me like, too. I, I, regardless of what trophy win we win this year, I would like to get a trophy for uh, Drew before he heads out because I do think uh, I know for actually I know for a fact that Drew's gone after the season. Um, I'm hoping he goes to Inter Miami uh, just because or DC United. Yeah, I was like, come uh, to the MLS, come hither because Mr. he'll Ali. he'll destroy it. Oh yeah, With his pivot he's, role, he'll destroy in MLS. And he's he's a, he's a wily he's a wily vet. He's he's good. Like part of the one of the things that I love about this season in particular, when it comes to Ollie Giroud, is all of the non-Chelsea fans like hating on him and be like, "Oh my God, this is so overrated." Blah blah. blah. And I just love like I just love stoking that fire. I'm like, nah, Ali doesn't enjoy messing with it. I, I like uh, we were talking to a Man City fan uh, yesterday, and like I said, like he was like, well, Drew's like really overrated. And in my head, I'm just like, is he really overrated? 
like I enjoy that we have Olivia Drew and what he's doing this season. Again, we took him from a losing Arsenal team. Yeah. And now he's he's won one cup with us, and like the guy knows how to play, and he's the most professional player that I've ever seen. Yeah. He he won the Premier League with us, didn't he? We gave him a yeah, Premier yeah, we League trophy, yeah, yeah, we trophy, gave him and one. he got a Europa League trophy. So like the thing, and and I I I should you not like Ollie is going to be one of those players. That you don't even remember, he was an Arsenal player. Like it when you when you think of Olivier Giroud, you're gonna think of his Chelsea days, not his Arsenal you're days. Think of two things: <laughs> World Cup and Chelsea. Yeah, you're not gonna think about Arsenal, which is it's, it's kind of like Michael Bollock because not a lot of people bring up Michael Bollock's Bayern Munich days. They bring up his Chelsea days all the time. Yeah. So like, and that's the thing is like, right now, Ollie Ollie is our Kurt Warner, and we are we are. We are championing this man. I, I, if if I could give him the golden boot, I'd give him the golden boot. Oh, oh yeah, and uh, he's just that that type of player. I'm I'm not mad uh, that we we drew today. Uh, we're still on the unbeaten streak under uh, Tuchel. There are things that need to be figured out. I didn't expect to be any further than uh, top four this season. I know that. In Tuchel's contract, there is a top four uh, discussion. So uh, if if he does get top four, he does get a little bit uh, more um, time over the next season. And I know that Tuchel and Abramovich both want Holland. We're looking at this summer that uh, what the rumor is is like a three hundred million pound transfer uh, budget. So we have yeah we're gonna, we're we're spending some money we spending that money money but I, I guarantee we break even I guarantee we sell certain players oh we we're gonna offload some players and and you know Man City's hat's been in the ring but in all honesty I I do think Man City's really gonna prioritize going for Messi you I you can't have Messi and Holland in the same transfer window also with uh, getting Messi. The thing is, is that why they're prioritizing that? It might not even be just free. a Messi's player, uh, like Messi's overall. Um, uh, it's not his play that they care about. It's going to be his jersey sales. It's going to be his. I mean, yeah, marketing. it's good business. It, to be honest, if you get Messi, your team's going to make a certain amount of money more just based off of sales for that year. Well. The reason why a team like a City, hell, even a Chelsea, like any team that would go for uh, Messi, it's for one thing, one thing only. It's to win Champions League. It's the same reason why, uh, and I really equate this heavily with Man City, because Man City, they have a richness in depth in their squad that they should have, realistically, they should have won four Premier League trophies in a row. This should be their fourth. This is, should be their fourth Premier League trophy. Let, yeah, like it would be a dinosaur. A yeah, last year was a blip. This year's proving proving us correct. So thank you, Man City. So the, in their minds, like they're like, you know what? We could win the Premier League without Messi. But what what haven't they won? They have not won the Champions League, and Man, and Man City is is following in you know Chelsea's infancy. 
they 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 mirror one another and for a long time period that's all we cared about it was just we needed to win champions league it did not like if you guys think the sackings were bad now there was a time period where you could win the premier league and lose the champions league and your job might be a question you oh, yeah. might be out the door. You could win three <laughs> Premier Leagues and you could be out the door. would <laughs> be like, bye-bye. And deuces wild. But, and that's the thing <laughs> is, and, um, but that's the type of expectations you kind of want. But you also have to understand that you have to build it. Um, I feel like we are on the right track. Um, we'll see. I, our team's going to look a lot different next season. Yeah, especially if Tuchel's still there. It's it's going to look a lot different. Um, we're going to uh, lose some fan favorite players. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, we'll prob- I actually think our even our setup next season will be vastly different. I think over the summer, Tuchel's going to change a lot. Yeah, yeah. especially because he's going to have at that point... He'll have his his first transfer window to himself. Well, actually, it would be a second one, right? Because he came in during the yeah, but he really didn't get he didn't he didn't get to say anything. But um, I, what the question I'll ask you, professor, is we we have Liverpool next, we have uh, then Everton, then Leeds, then Atletico. In the first three of games in the Premier League, what do you think? What point wise? How, how do you think we line up? Like, what do we in? Uh, we could be in the top three to top uh, top four by the end of this uh, three games. Where do you think we line? Yeah. Up? <sighs> in in all honesty, this is this is not me just being a Chelsea fan, but we can realistically win every single one of those games. Every single one of those games, because. Each one of those teams is going to play us to win. So with that, that'll give us more offensive opportunities to kick in. Um, we have the stronger team. If you think about health and fitness-wise, um, Liverpool, Liverpool's in shambles. They're on fumes. Like I'm not. I don't disagree with Jurgen Klopp when when he's talking about injuries plaguing their season. They are, man. They are they are freaking limping to the finish line right now. They're they're toughing it out, but it's it's not gonna be pretty. Um like Everton Everton has basically joined the the mentality which is this isn't a customary Ancelotti, which is basically just outscore the other team. Cause their their defense hasn't been hasn't been doing much and Bielsa, we all know he he plays to win. He, he'll throw the kitchen sink at at the thing, so that'll give us opportunities to to eke in goals. And the fact that we have some key suspensions from Champions League means that like, since they're not going to be in Champions League, we can push them here. Um, my concern is more injury related because like Mason Mount can't play he's not eligible for the Atletico game so conventional thinking would say okay let's play him in the three games leading up and then save somebody else the legs so that they're fresh 
I actually think we don't do that. I think we play Mason for two of the three games, Havertz for one of the three games, and Havertz an Atletico game. But I also think, I actually think, um, best case scenario, based on the way I'm thinking, we come out of this with seven points. Um, worst case scenario, we come out of it with three points. Yeah, I think that is worst case scenario. I can see it's just drawing each one. I actually think we do. Uh, we upset Liverpool, uh, and I know it's not really an upset, but it's an upset based off of uh, points. The, the way that the Premier League is thinking, and we upset a Liverpool. We uh, draw uh, Everton, and we end up uh, beating Leeds. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, we beat Leeds. We beat Leeds. That would help endear the fan base even more to Tuchel. Like that—that's a game. Like, like obviously you don't want to lose to Liverpool. Um, Everton is one of those teams that has our number. So, in all honesty, out of the three matchups, that's the one that I'm like, oof, you know. Uh, I just don't know if they have our number under Tuchel. Our system is vastly different against Tuchel. Typically, Everton has our, our, our number because our defense has been atrocious. Yeah, the team that could really be poised to really do one over on us, I think, is Leeds. Just because we... We stress possession so much to the point that, like, we start doing some crazy stepovers from the goalie, like, and passing in the back that is, like, crazy ballsy. It's almost like we're not afraid of you, but it's extremely reckless. Leeds could capitalize. They could, but they have to get lucky because, again, we want them back in December 3-1. Uh, true. We That's want true. them. And it was all because, again, they pressed us, pressed us, pressed us, pressed us. Drew got a goal, 27th minute. Pressed us, pressed us, pressed us. We finally got a corner. Zuma got a goal. And then pressed us all the way to the end. And then Pulisic took a run and hit, hit a, a, the, the finisher. Bamford did get a goal early on, like in the first, like he got a goal within the first four minutes. But like again, I'm not as stressed about Leeds. They, any team can up, upset any team in the Premier League. Leeds, I'm not stressed about because I think Tuchel knows how Bielsa plays. He's, I know he for a fact. He's seen the film on how Frank played him, and our defense is vastly better. Like. Under Tuchel, I'll say our offense isn't as good as it what was it uh, as it was it uh, was under Frank, but our defense is like our bad defenders are playing like world beaters. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I could disagree. I could have personal qualms with Rudiger, but I, I will admit, I he was arguably the man of the match this game. Like, I would have given the man of the match. Yeah. Like, for sure if he scored, for sure if he scored, definitely, hands down, nobody competes with him. Um, I think Mason Mount made a little bit of an argument. Um, but Hudson Adoy had, had some moments. But definitely Rudiger had a strong performance. And, you know, again, he, he was not viewed in the most positives of light. Uh, I do think Tuchel is... Um, 
he he is um, stimulating positive production from players that that you want to see improve. So he does have the capabilities of of, of doing that. Um, whether or not he could do it with you know Havertz, Werner, only time will tell. Um, I I just urge patience. Yeah, and uh, that's what we need to do, and we need to move on to the next round of the uh, Champions League. Get some extra money to, to throw on that uh, that transfer window. Oh, sh- pull, pull hell some yeah. good players when that and mood is... uh, look at twenty the the twenty twenty one campaign. Um, but again, guys, I think Chelsea. I, I'm not gonna uh, say they're they're looking the best. I I think they're looking okay. Um, they're looking top four ready, but I, I they're not ready to win the Premier League. In the Champions League, is a different story. They play differently, and they play with a different swagger. Um, so Champions League, I still... I'm not stressed about Champions League this year. I actually think that Champions League is the one one area where we could upset people. Yeah. And if we do not do something in the FA Cup, uh, because, again, oh, in the gosh. FA Cup, we've been gifted the easiest... Uh, basically, way to get to the FA Cup. Finals. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not gonna even anybody who says, "Oh, was you guys had such an easier pass?" I like, yep, you are absolutely 100. percent At the end of the day, you still gotta win it. So you know, you gotta get the result. You can't just bank on the fact that it should be easy. But hell yeah, we have had the easiest way to the FA Cup. But I easiest. could settle. I could settle with losing the FA Cup if we won Champions League. I want it all. I I'd like it, it both. I'd like it both. <laughs> but if they were going to give me an offer, which, which cup would you rather have? I'm going to say Champions League. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if it you, puts you up there, like other, we we would get way more looks from other players. Well, next, next season. And the thing is, like, we've won. I, I mean, I want to win every trophy. So this this is a hard question for me to even answer. Like, I know the logic behind it, but I'm like, no. I just want to win it all. Uh, so <laughs> anything short of that, unacceptable. Um, but uh, I want to win Champions League just because I want to win the Club World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I want that's that's the actual trophy that I want. That's the that's the that to me is the end goal. So I'm not even thinking. Um, I'm thinking like long term. Like these, I these are hurdles right now that we'd have to go through. So that's why to me, I'm like, eh, Champions League, uh, FA Cup. That's what I want. Immediate, immediate gratification. I'm with you on that, X. Um, with that said, guys, that's the end of this podcast. Just like the game, this yeah, this podcast wasn't uh, uh, thrilling, but it, it it gave you the information needed. Um. With that said, and Frank, we trust. And keep it for the yo.